Turn, <coughs> please, to the book of Joshua, chapter 1. And uh, then I'll also read some from chapter number 3. If you want to leave your Bible open, we'll probably reference some other verses in chapter 2, probably, and some in the book of Deuteronomy. But Joshua, I want to take my text and read this morning from Joshua chapter 1 and also Joshua chapter 3. I tried on uh, Monday night, I guess it was, the meeting to deal with this scripture and some of the things that I'll deal with this morning. And uh, praying about the service this morning, I kept being drawn back to this scripture and I want to try my best. It fits, I think, very much with uh, what Brother Tim said in opening a Sunday school and then some of what I just said. And uh, I want to help you this morning if God will help me. It's my heart's desire be a help to you that we leave better than we come into the house of God. Helped by the Word of God and the Spirit of God. I trust He will help us this morning. Joshua chapter 1, when you found your place, if you're able and willing to do so, let's stand together out of reverence and honor to the reading of the Word of God. We'll begin in chapter 1, read a few verses here, and then move over to chapter 3 and read a few verses in that chapter as well. Joshua chapter 1 and verse 1. Now after the death of Moses, the servant of the Lord, it came to pass that the Lord spake unto Joshua, the son of Nun, Moses' minister, saying, Moses, my servant, is dead. Now therefore arise, go over this Jordan, thou and all this people, unto the land which I do give to them, even to the children of Israel. Every place that the sole of your foot shall tread upon, that have I given unto you, as I said unto Moses. From the wilderness and this Lebanon, even unto the great river, the river Euphrates, all the land of the Hittites, and unto the great sea, Toward the going down of the sun shall be your coast. There shall not any man be able to stand before thee all the days of thy life. As I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. I will not fail thee, nor forsake thee. Then let's look in chapter 3 and verse 1. Joshua rose early in the morning. They removed from Shittim and came to Jordan. He and all the children of Israel lodged there before they passed over. It came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. They commanded the people saying, When you see the Ark of the Covenant, the Lord your God and the priests, the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it about 2,000 cubits by measure. Come not near unto it that ye may know the way by which ye must go. For ye have not passed this way heretofore. Joshua said unto the people, Sanctify yourselves. For tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. Joshua spake unto the priest saying, Take up the Ark of the Covenant and pass over before the people. They took up the Ark of the Covenant and went before the people. And the Lord said unto Joshua, This day will I begin to magnify thee in the sight of all Israel, that they may know that as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. Thank you for standing. You can be seated. 
Now we read these verses in the book of Joshua. We know what has taken place here. Moses, the man of God, has died. Of course, we know that because of Moses' disobedience in smiting the rock, that the Lord told Moses that he would not enter into the land of Canaan, but he would be allowed to see it. In the last chapter of the book of Deuteronomy, just the chapter previous to where we read this morning, Moses is called of God up to the top of Mount Nebo and he looks out over the land of Canaan, the promised land, the land of inheritance that God is going to give and has promised to the people of Israel. We know that there that God gathers Moses unto himself. The Bible said that there he died, that his sight was not dim, neither his natural force abated. That Moses was as strong and as lively and his mind was as sharp as it was the day that he led the people out of Egypt. But God gathered him and God buried him and nobody knows to this day where Moses is buried. There are a lot of people, a lot of commentators that have their opinion about why God did it that way. I think personally my own opinion is that the people would probably have never removed from that place had they have known where Moses was buried. They probably would have never left the land of the place where Moses was buried where they had had a ceremony and a funeral and put the body of the man of God in the ground, they probably would have never left that place. And so God knows that and God buried Moses himself. But now Moses is dead and Joshua, Moses' minister, the son of Nun, has taken over in the stead of Moses. It has been foreordained of God for Joshua to take Moses' place. God had already told Moses that Joshua would lead the people into the land of Canaan. God had told Moses to encourage Joshua on at least two separate occasions because God knew and Moses knew the hearts of the people, the nature of the people. Moses had been there when he got frustrated, when he got angry with the children of Israel's rebellion and their disobedience and their unbelief. He was there when he asked God just to kill them all and to kill him and to spare them in the wilderness and Moses knew the type of of, of trouble that Joshua was going to encounter in the days ahead and God knew the troubles that Joshua would face and so God commanded he didn't just ask Moses but he commanded him on at least two occasions in the beginning of the book of Deuteronomy for Moses to encourage Joshua in the work that was to come ahead for God knew that Joshua would have a hard time stepping up and taking the place that Moses held. No doubt on this day as Joshua and I'll get where I'm going in just a minute if the Lord will help me and you'll pray for me for just a minute but I thought about Joshua must have been really intimidated on this day when Moses is dead 
dead and buried and now Joshua has stepped up and he's taken over the plate there would never be another Moses but God didn't need Moses Moses was dead if God had needed Moses Moses would have still been there but God needed Joshua for this hour God had laid it out God in his divine plan and providence had appointed this time to be the time for Joshua to lead the people of God God did not have to have Moses God did not die when Moses died but God was still very much alive but no doubt Joshua was intimidated I began to read in Deuteronomy you can turn back and read sometime at the end of chapter 34 the Bible said and there arose not a prophet since in Israel like unto Moses whom the Lord knew face to face and then it began to speak about all the signs and the wonders in Egypt and in the wilderness and the mighty acts which God did through Moses but nevertheless Moses was dead it did not cease those things that had been those things are still very much real in the minds and the hearts of the people and in the minds and the hearts of Joshua but Moses was dead and now it was time for Joshua to do his part. And now it was time for God to show Joshua and to show the people of God. And he says it twice in chapter 1 and then again in chapter 3. And that's why I read both places. I felt compelled to the Lord. In chapter 1, God speaks to Joshua and he says, I want you to know that as I was with Moses so I will be with thee and then in chapter 3 he commands Joshua to lead the people he said this day the Lord speaking to Joshua he said this day will I magnify thee in the sight of all Israel that they may know that as I was with Moses so I will be with thee he said, you need to know, Joshua, that I'm with you. And they need to know, Joshua, that I'm with you. And so God began to deal with my heart. And I want to preach this morning. God, help me for just a few minutes on the God of Moses is the God of Joshua. The God of Moses is the God of Joshua. Just because Moses is gone does not mean God's gone. Now, Joshua's day would be a different day. It was a different time than it was for Moses. There were going to be different circumstances and going to be different troubles and different trials than there were in Moses' day. But I'm glad in spite of the different time and the different day, it was the same God. The same God that brought them out of Egypt was going to be the same God that could take them into Canaan. The same God that parted the Red Sea was going to be the same God that part the Jordan and let them cross over on dry ground. You may look around this morning and say we're living in different times than our forefathers and our grandfathers than our grandmothers our mamas and our daddies and it may be a different time. There are new circumstances. There are different troubles. There are different trials. There are new storms that we've never encountered but I'm telling you the same God that was real to them a hundred years ago the same God that brought them through 
of the same God that when they prayed for their crops to yield in the field and God gave sunshine and rain is the same God for you and I that when we're in the midst of the storm he's a hearing and a answering I'm glad their God is my God he's not changed he's the same God Oh, the days may change and the times may change, but God's still the same. That's what God was trying to get across to Joshua. He said, don't look back. But now I understand there he is. Uh, uh, people say we can't go forward without looking back. I understand uh, partially what they mean. We can draw strength. We could draw encouragement from days gone by. Uh, but what God's saying is don't focus on all them days. It's a new day. Uh, don't just focus on what Moses did. I am uh, the God of Moses. And he said I'll be your God too. I am the God of the children that came out. And I'll be the God of the children as they go in. And he said as I was with Moses, so I will be with thee. We look around in these days and we get focused in. I'm going to preach this morning. If God help me, I feel pretty good in my heart. And I'm glad to be here this morning. And I'm glad to see you. I thank God for it. I mean, I'm just glad to be in the house of God. I'm glad to focus on Him this morning. We look back on all them days and all them things. And sometimes we get to wondering and griping and complaining about the fact that we are living in the day we're living in. I've been guilty and so have you. But i got good news for you this morning as bad as it may get in the days ahead can I report to you the same God and it was God 200 years ago is the same God today America's went I know that tomorrow's the day we set aside to celebrate our freedom and our independence and it's been said freedom didn't come free but I'm telling you I'm glad this morning that the same God even though America has went a far cry from where she is founded the same God God is God today and will be God tomorrow. It was God in the 1700s when they signed that piece of paper declaring we was free from England. The same God that worked back yonder is the same God that's at work today. Maybe a different day. Maybe a different time. It may be different people. You say grandma and grandpa are dead. Yeah, they are. But God ain't dead. I mean, in Joshua's day, it was a different group of people. The majority of the older ones had died in the wilderness. Those that had seen the mighty acts of God, they're buried in the desert. So Joshua's leading a new generation. Joshua's leading a new people. But the Lord said, don't fear Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. I don't know if that statement means anything to you, but it's a turning wheels in my soul this morning that he said, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. It gives me hope for my children. It gives me hope for the church. It gives me hope for the community. It gives me hope for our country that God is the same as he's ever been. People may change. People may come and go, but God stays the same. People may desert. People may kick out of the traces. People may quit and go to the house. But I'm glad God stays the same. He told Joshua specifically it's going to be different surroundings. You're going to be going through some places and through some things you've never been before. Ain't that what he said in chapter number 3? He said, command the priest to get up. And he commanded all the people. He said, when you see the priest, the sons of Levi, as they're carrying the ark, he said, get up and go after it. 
Follow it. But he said, leave about 2,000 cubits of space between you and it. He said, for we're going to a place you ain't never been before. I'm going to tell you, we're treading waters and we're walking paths we ain't never been before. That is me and you. We're going places that we can say as they did in Joshua's day, we have never been here before. But I'm glad the God I serve has been here before. And matter of fact, He goes before us. And it may be days and places and surroundings and times and people that you and I have never seen before. But I'm glad the same God that was God back then is God today. Now you and I, I'm not preaching on spiritual laziness or condoning it this morning or apathy. We have a lot of that in our day. But I wish the Lord, it was said this morning in Sunday school, and I know this morning it was majored about salvation, and thank God for that, and I'm going to mention that as we go, I think. But if we could get a fresh, long look again at what God has done for us, and quit majoring so much on what God did for them and what God did all that. Thank God for it. But I'm glad that God is still God today. And I have been an experiencer and a recipient of God's power and God's work and God's grace in my day. Yes, sir. I thought about Joshua. Now Joshua could have sold up on God and said, Now Lord... Now you hear me this morning, I'll be done in just a few minutes. He could have said, now Lord, if I'm going to lead the people, I'm going to have to have you take me back to the Red Sea and watch you part it like you did for Moses. And then I'll know that you're God just like you were all them years ago. But guess what? Joshua didn't have a Red Sea. Joshua could have said, now Joshua was there. According to Scriptures, him and Caleb are about the only two left in the congregation with the exception of maybe a few little ones that had grown up. They were there when God parted the Red Sea and they came across on dry ground. But Joshua could have said, and he was Moses' minister. No doubt he has spent some time with Moses, probably heard things and shared things with Moses nobody else in the camp has. And Joshua could have said, Now Lord, if you're going to call me and speak to me and be with me then I'm going to have to have you set a bush on fire and talk to me out of it like you did to Moses you hear me God if you really are with me and if I'm going to lead your people then you're going to have to take us back to Egypt and let me lead them out again like you did for Moses but guess what Joshua never had a burning bush Joshua never led them out of Egypt. And Joshua did not lead them across the Red Sea on dry ground. That was all the works of Moses' day. But guess what? Joshua is living in today. And God that did yesterday for Moses has promised him that he will do today for him. And he sends some spies over yonder into Jericho and said, tell us what you see. And they go over yonder and they find their way into Rahab the harlot's house. And she said, when we heard of you, not that she didn't say we heard of you, and she said, when we heard of your God. And she said, our hearts melted like wax within us. But when we heard what he did, how he parted the Red Sea, 
Read it, chapter 2. She said, we heard how he parted the Red Sea, how he destroyed Zion and all of the kings of Bashan and the kings of the Amorites. And she said, there was no more strength left in us. The Red Sea, Zion, and all the all things that were accomplished under the leadership of Moses. But she didn't stop there. She said, when we heard these things, now all them are things of yesterday. Joshua's need a little encouragement for today. She said, we heard about the Red Sea. We heard about them kings. And she said, we know that your God, He is the Lord. Not He was the Lord, but He is the Lord. Even though He did all them things yesterday, we have enough confidence to say He's still God today. I believe them messengers come back to Joshua and they said they are talking over yonder about the Red Sea. I think maybe Joshua got a little deflated. And they said they're talking about Sion and Og. And Joshua's thinking, well, that was back in Moses' day. But they said to tell you, Joshua, that they believe our Lord, He is God. He is God now. He is God today. And they're afraid because we have come with our God. I'm going to tell you this morning, I'm not knocking anybody and I'm not fussing about it. Thank God for all them things of yesterday. I enjoy. I enjoy hearing people tell about it. I enjoy people reading, uh, reading about it and hearing people tell right about it. But I'm telling you, He's God of today. I sat in a motel room several years ago with Brother Hanley, maybe a dear man of God, and he sat on his bed and he wept, and he said, I'm tired of preaching about a God of yesterday. He said, my God's still God of today. And I'm telling you this morning, thank God for all the things He did yesterday, but He's God today. Now Joshua may not have had a burning bush. Now I want you to hear me. I'll be done in just a minute. I'm about done. I hope and pray this helps you like it helped me. Joshua did not have a burning bush. But Joshua did have a meeting with the captain. God didn't set a bush on fire and talk to to Joshua out of it like He did to Moses. But Joshua did get over yonder around Jericho. And the Lord said, if you're afraid, Joshua, just get up and go see it for yourself. That's what he said, really, in our terminology. They sent them spies, and Joshua's ringing and twisting his hands. It's going to be the first battle that they go into with him as commander, him as the leader, him as the man of God. And Joshua's nervous, and God said, Get up and go over yonder and see for yourself. And the Bible said, Joshua's there looking at all the walls and looking at all the city, and he turns his eyes, and there stands a man with a sword drawn in his hand. And Joshua falls in his face. And he says, Are you for us or for our adversaries? He said, Nay. He said, Neither. He said, I'm not on your side. And I ain't on their side. He said, I am the side. He said, I am captain of the host of the Lord. And what he was telling Joshua is, if you're going to win the battle, you're going to have to get on my side. And he didn't have a burning bush, but he did have the captain. And he had a meeting with him. I'm going to tell you this morning, I got to thinking in my heart, it got to stirring in my heart last night. I didn't have a burning bush either. And I didn't have a meeting with the captain like Joshua did. But oh, on a Tuesday night, on the back pew of the choir in Creek Baptist Church, that same God that spoke out of the bush, and the same God that spoke at Jericho is the same God that spoke in my heart and showed me that 
was lost and drew me to himself and the same God that was there for Joshua and the same God that was there for Moses is the same God that was there for me and he saved me by his grace and if you're here this morning you've not had no, nobody in this building that I know of has had a burning bush experience if you have I want to talk to you after church I've never had a bush set on fire and God speak out of it I've never had to take off my shoes because I stood on holy ground at the command of God but I'll say this morning I've stood on some holy ground before where the power of God was and the same God that made it holy back then is the same God that makes it holy today and I'm going to tell you something my salvation experience is in the past. It is. This past January was 16 years in the past. But you know what? I got some girls and we got some young people in the church that I'm trusting Him to be a God of today. That he could reach back yonder and speak to Moses out of us. And he could speak to Joshua at the wall. And he could speak to me on the back pier of the choir. And wherever they are, wherever God finds them, I'm glad to God I serve his well able. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm glad he's able. I mean, I'm just preaching this morning. It's all right. I thought about, and I wouldn't disturb her and make her cry for nothing in this world. But I thought about Brother Dale, and I'm not pointing nobody out specifically. I'm just preaching because this is what God said to do. But I thought about Brother Dale. I've heard him tell. I remember that Sunday morning he testified about his mom, about Sister Connie, and how she prayed and, and all them things. And thank God for what she experienced in the past. Thank God that God saved Dale. But they got a little bit of girl back yonder, and I'm so proud of her. I can't hardly contain. I just am. I mean, I ain't never been an uncle before and a pastor, and I'm both, and I don't really know how to handle it. But we got out the house the other day, and she's a crying I ain't saying anything good about me but I just got her and started talking to her and when she heard my voice she quit crying I said well I guess you've heard my voice for nine months now and it's just kind of familiar to you and I thought there's coming a day if the Lord don't come back I've got confidence that the same God that saved me and saved Connie and saved Dale and saved Kelsey and saved everybody else that's in the building is going to call that little girl's name and save her i got confidence because he's God. And others in the building. I mean, we ought to look around. I'm saying really, really. We ought to look around as a church and realize how blessed we are. A congregation of 30 or 40 and half of us as kids and young people. I say God's been good to us. And I'm telling you, i got confidence that God can and will save them. Because he ain't God of yesterday. He's God of today. He didn't have a burning bush. But he did have a meeting with the captain. He didn't have an exodus out of Egypt. But he did have an entrance into Canaan. Joshua didn't get to lead them out. But he did get to lead them in. And I'm going to tell you I wasn't there. The old preacher preached I wasn't there. But I was there. I think it's Brother Percy Ray. And he preached, and I'm not trying to re-preach what he preached. I can't even remember what all he preached. I just remember he going down through events and saying he wasn't there, just like I'm saying this morning, <coughs> that I wasn't there. 
on the backside of the desert when God spoke out of the bush. I wasn't there at the walls of Jericho when Joshua got us meeting with the captain and spoke to him and encouraged him. But I was there when the Holy Ghost convicted me and brought me to repentance and saved me by the grace of God. And I wasn't there when the Red Sea came across. I wasn't there when they came out of Egypt. I wasn't there when they went into Canaan. But I was there when God made a new creature out of me. And like Brother Tim taught this morning, he put me in the right I'm glad for the right way or the old time way or the Christian way there ain't but one way and it's the Bible way and I'm glad I'm on it this morning because of God I thought about Joshua didn't have no Red Sea either oh he was there at least by all uh, understanding that I can gather from the scriptures he was there I think he was about 40 years old when they came out of Egypt. So he remembers it well. But he didn't cause it to happen. Now Moses didn't cause it to happen either. God did. But Moses was the symbol of God to the people. That's, that's right. They saw Moses. I believe personally, you can fall out with me if you want to, I believe personally that's why when Moses went up on Mount Sinai and he stayed and they didn't know what to do that they asked for Aaron to make them a god. They were so used to seeing a physical manifestation of their god in Moses. He was the man of God. He was the one that God through him worked all the wonders. And they said we need something we can see. And Moses was there and leading when the Red Sea parted and the Bible said they crossed on dry ground. Joshua was there. He wasn't leading it. But he didn't have that. That was not his experience. That was Moses' experience. But Joshua was getting ready to have a Jordan experience and they were going to cross again. Now, I want you to hear me this morning. The Lord said, as I was with Moses. So what the Lord's saying is everything I did for Moses, I'll do it for you. I have as much power today for you as I did for Moses. And I believe Joshua maybe needed a little bit more encouragement. And the Bible said that they began to cross, them children of Israel did, across that Jordan. Now this wasn't the Red Sea, but this is Joshua's experience. And the Bible said when the priests stood still and firm in the Jordan, that they crossed on dry ground. And I think in Joshua's mind, you ever been somewhere and smelt something or experienced something and then experience it somewhat again somewhere else and it brings back to your mind when you first experienced it. And I think when they was crossing that Red Sea, now can you imagine on dry ground all them chariots and all them people, it must have stirred up a lot of dust. And I think that smell, that feeling was imprinted in Joshua that day. And the Lord just got finished telling Joshua, as I was with Moses, so I'll be with thee. And I think Joshua stood. I don't have no Bible for it. don't have none against it. I think he stood there as the leader and watched them people go across. And the more that got to going across on that dry ground, the more the dust got to stirring up. And I think it entered into the nose and on the face of Joshua, and immediately Joshua was took back to the Red Sea, and the heart of Joshua was overwhelmed, for God said again, I told you what I did for Moses, I'll do for you. And I'm going to tell you this morning, and I'm done as far as I know. I did not, was not there when God parted the Red Sea. 
The psalmist said, I think it's in the book of Psalms, that he congealed the waters in the depths of the sea. They stood up like walls on either side of the children of Israel and they crossed on dry ground. Now, mathematicians, I don't know. I know Bible for it, just figuring, people figure. They say over two million, over two million came out of Egypt. And they said for them to cross that many people in the Red, across the Red Sea in one night, it would have took a path over a mile wide for them to have went across. So God didn't do just some little thing. God did a great big thing. And it, was, it didn't stress God at all. It didn't, the, the psalmist said one blast of his nostrils and he parted the Red Sea. And now Joshua has come to Jordan and it's overflowing its banks. It's harvest time. There's almost three rivers, one where Jordan would be and two on either side. And the Lord says, it's no hard thing, Joshua. He said, tell the priest to step in. He said, when they do, I'll just cut off the waters. Them that come down will stand up on a heap and them below will just be cut off and dry up and the children can cross on dry ground. But I wasn't there when they come across on the Red Sea. I don't have no trouble believing it, but I was not there. And I wasn't there when they came across Jordan. I don't have any trouble believing it either, but I was not there. But I will tell you this morning, I've come up against plenty of my seas and plenty of my rivers. And I've watched the hand of God part the waters and me go safely across. You and I, as a pastor in a church, we have come up against some seas that we felt like we was between a rock and a hard place, Pharaoh behind and the sea before. And we didn't know where we was going to go or what we was going to do, but we watched the hand of God part the waters and across we went on dry ground. I'm going to tell you, as I was with Moses, God said, so I'll be with thee. And I want to tell you this morning, the God of Moses is the God of Joshua. And the God of Joshua is my God this morning. And He's your God. If we could ever, and I'm getting per touched in my heart this morning, if we could ever come to the realization that when we bow our heads to pray, that we're talking to the God that parted the Red Sea. That we're talking to the God that parted the River Jordan. That we're talking to the God that made the walls of Jericho fall flat. That we're talking to the God that sent the hornets in and drave out the inhabitants of the land of Canaan. We're talking to the God that rained fire down on Mount Carmel. We're talking to the God that did all them things. He's the same God today. I'm going to tell you what it'll do for you. I'll tell you what it done for me. Brought new light to the song. Hand in hand, we walk each day. Hand in hand, along the way. Walking thus, I cannot stray. Hand in hand with Jesus. Do you understand this morning if you're saved and you're in fellowship with God, that you and I are spiritually experiencing the same thing that Adam experienced in the garden when God came down and talked and walked with him. The writer said he walks with me and he talks with me 
And He tells me I am His own. And the joy we share as we tarry there, none other has ever known. There's nothing like knowing God. There's nothing like knowing Him to be your God and having that fellowship with a God who never changes. Never changes. See, we may get up tomorrow, and tomorrow is what we call Independence Day, and I, God forbid, we may get up tomorrow and we may begin our ceasing to be an independent nation. We may. I don't know. Who knows? I don't know what tomorrow holds. God does. I'm going to tell you, if we get up tomorrow and it's unlike any other day we've ever experienced, the same God that was God today when we're in the church house and feeling good in our soul will be the same God that will be God tomorrow when all the bottom falls out. When we're on the mountaintop shouting and rejoicing in God, He's the same God that when we're down in the valley and feel all alone, He's the same God as He was up on the mountain. And I'm telling you this morning, the same God that was God for Moses, for Joshua, for Grandma, Grandpa, Mama, and Daddy is the same God that's God today. And your God, if time lasts, will be the same God for your children and your grandchildren as He is for you. Now, I don't know if it's done anything for you this morning. I've enjoyed preaching it maybe more than you've enjoyed listening. I'm going to tell you this morning, He's the same God and He never changes. Oh, I'm not saying don't look back. Look back at all He's done and rejoice and thank God that that same God is God today. And as He was with Moses, take that promise I'm not saying do any dis- I'm not doing discredit to the scriptures, not changing it. Take that promise and apply it to yourself as he was with Moses, so he will be with you. He's not changed none. God's not changed since he did his wonders in Egypt. God's not changed since he met with Moses on the mountain and Moses had to veil his face. God has not changed any since that day. He's the same God today. If you've got worries and fears about your kids and your grandkids, I'm going to tell you the same God that took care of us. Same grace, the writer said, that brought me safe thus far will lead me home. And the God of that grace is the same God today as He's always been. I'm glad He's the Lord this morning. Beside Him, the Bible said, there is none other. And I'm glad to know Him this morning and glad He knows me. Father, I thank You this morning for this time together.